previously on Adequately Advanced Magic. In handwriting that you recognize as Nova's, you see a short message. All is not what it appears. Kia thinks to herself, well, that's useless. Kia, you thumb through Nova's little booklet, and you realize that Nova has been doing tarot card readings of the various denizens of the neighborhood. For the Rodriguez family who lives on the street, she had the tower card. You reference the book and you find that this represents a sudden upheaval and chaos. For Captain Harper, the sort of random underground pirate lady, she had the Five of Swords, which represents defeat, loss, and betrayal. For Rob the Gardener, he had the Hanged Man, and that represents sacrifice, letting go, and surrender. Professor O'Malley, he had the Devil Card, which represents temptation, addiction, and materialism. Yeah, we're gonna adjourn, and then the next day we're gonna go talk to Captain Harper. Welcome to Falcon's Reach, a city in which magic is technology. You're listening to Adequately Advanced Magic. We see Nova in an apparent flashback. She's sitting in her divination room, inspecting her tarot cards. Outside, a heavy rain is falling, with occasional rumbles of thunder. After messing around with the tarot cards for a bit, Nova goes for the real stuff. She pulls out a divination magitech and then proceeds to ask a question. Suddenly, she sees a dark vision of something otherworldly. With a look of surprise and fear on her face, she runs towards the window and looks out to the street. And then here we smash cut a massive change in weather. It's all nice and sunny. It's all happy now. We're back to present time. Last night, the three of you finished clearing out some of Nova's stuff and also cleaning up the office that you somewhat destroyed. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> it's another day on Amisteria Lane. The neighbors are all going about their business. We see Rob the gardener who lives on the street and he's working outside on his garden. He's a bit of an older fellow. We see Professor O'Malley, a uh, pretty good-looking young gnome. For some reason, he's shirtless, and he's just standing out in his front yard, stretching. We also see Mr. and Mrs. Rodriguez with their child, a young dwarvish couple. Uh, they go about their daily business and head to work. Captain Harper, the former underground pirate, is nowhere to be seen. Outside of Lady Kensington's place, you see her and her daughter arguing about something. 
And upon closer inspection, you see Miss Pennyworth hiding behind some bushes, spying on said argument. Now that's Miss Pennyworth, MS period? Yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, you can see Catherine Doomhammer cooking up a meal from the kitchen window. It's a new day. What do you guys do? Joe, remind me, this is a cul-de-sac, right? Yeah. The three of you, uh, or like formerly formerly the four of you, now the three of you, live in the cul-de-sac. And each of the neighbors live along the street that leads to said cul-de-sac. Oh, so we're in the sack. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're like in the lollipop part. Mm. <laughs> the, the bulbous end. <laughs> yeah, the bulbous end of the sack. All right, I, I got you. <laughs> is that the is that the, is that how people refer to this? It's a technical, yeah, the, the technical, technical term, term in urban I'm planning. pretty sure. <laughs> this, this is bulbous end of Amphitheatre uh, Street. <laughs> well, Kia would be going through her morning rituals, a bit of meditation, some fairly intense exercise, and then another round of meditation to just focus herself and, and make sure that she's at one with the world. Let's see, so the kids are at school. Deborah is intensely cleaning the house no uh the house is already extremely clean but she still every morning goes through and you know dusts off the baseboards hopes people notice how clean the baseboards are like wipes off all the all the counters you know does all the vacuuming all that stuff throughout the whole house every morning is it a weekday or a weekend Let's go with weekend just to give everybody time to. <laughs> that makes sense because right. I was like, do, if it's a weekday, I would, I would be at work. Okay, right. so since it's a weekend, Vivian now having come down from her high and able to more <laughs> functionally process and think rationally, uh, is is, is going through <laughs> the the list of of names and notes that that Deborah took took notes on when we were cleaning out the house last night. Yep. I want to retcon if it's the weekend that the kids are not at school, they're at math camp. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the weekend math camp that I signed them up for. I'm assuming you guys meet up at some point. That makes sense, because we, we agreed to do that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> who, who wants to initiate? I think Kia is probably an early riser, so she will, having completed all her exercise and meditation, she... Uh, goes out to you know take a take a quick protein smoothie. Would there be a smoothie in, in Falcon's Reach? Yep, that's okay. that's canon actually. Okay. There are smoothies. <laughs> it, 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 it was actually somehow a key plot point in one right. of the. <laughs> she downs her uh, her protein smoothie from <laughs> from Jimo, uh, since her her husband works for a Jimo subsidiary. And she's about to leave when her husband, Kai, asks her where she's going. And she just dismissively turns to him and says, none of your business. Get back to work. (laughs) 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 And she walks out the door without saying anything else. Yeah. Kai has a look of, I don't know, what kind of look does he have? (laughs) (laughs) Long-term depression. I don't know. It's a living. <laughs> he shrugs apathetically. And Kia goes to, uh, she goes to, to Vivian's house first. Mm. Before Kia comes, she's feeling like the house, she's feeling very lonely and very cold. Like she just, her family was, was pretty much always just 
her and Charlotte ever since the divorce, with Charlotte gone, her daughter and in such danger and being accused of such a thing. The house just feels more cold and lonely than it ever has before. So when she hears the knock on the door, she she starts up, she she gets up immediately and, and she's so glad that someone is here, whoever it is. It could literally be anyone. <laughs> and she opens the door. Vivian, good morning. How are you feeling today? <sighs> yeah, I, I have no idea what came over me. I think I was just in such a panic. Uh, so glad you're here. Uh, come in, can I offer you anything? Oh, I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine. I just had my protein shake. <laughs> but I just wanted to check in, you know, see how you're doing. I can't imagine this is, this is just a really difficult time, but I know you're such a strong woman. You're definitely going to find, just be able to, to find that center, hold on, and, and we're going to push through this. I'm just, I'm just trying to remember everything you've taught me about my breathing. That did help so much last night, of course. Um, will Deborah be coming soon? I'm, I'm fairly anxious to get this investigation underway. We should, we should go walk over to, to Deb. I know she's always so organized. She'll, she'll know what to do. <laughs> I think we go over to Deb's house next. Oh my God. Hi girls. Uh, please come in. I got your chinchilla. So I knew, I knew you were coming. Please come in. Do you want to have a seat? Just be careful. You know, the, the furniture is covered in plastic, uh, just to prevent any, imperfections or germs but you know you could just slip right off that if you're not careful uh kia opposite to remain standing (laughs) (laughs) vivian sits down rattling the plastic and making a lot of noise in the process (laughs) it just you sit down and there's just one long squeaking noise (laughs) can i offer can i offer the two of you some some celery sticks. I made them, you know, special for our first, our first expedition as the, as our neighborhood watch, and you know, they'll help, they'll help us all grow big and strong. At least that's what I tell my children. <laughs> I haven't been able to eat anything, but thanks so much for the offer. Oh well, you haven't tried my celery sticks. <laughs> Glad <laughs> <I> very <laughs> insistently <laughs> offer them to both. Kia, Kia takes a celery stick and says, well, you know, good for you, Dev. I'm glad to see you eating healthy. I know we talked about that before. Yeah, well, you know, I I have to set a good example for, for Zog and Glob or else, you know, they'll, they won't grow right. And, you know, we can't, we can't have that. You know, Deb, whenever you're ready for, for the kids to start joining my classes, you know, they've already got spots reserved. Mm, well, yes, you know, I under, I know you're, you're all about the physical fitness and I am too, but... You know, right now I'm really focused on helping them kind of pass a, or get good grades. So I've sort of been right now they're at math camp, but maybe maybe at some point for sure. <laughs> Vivian takes a celery stick and breaks it with a very pointed snap. That's <laughs> <laughs> how you know it's fresh. <laughs> so anyway. Right. Anyway. I know we talked about heading over to Captain Harper's house first. Do we think he's home mm. right now? Uh, Captain Harper is a she, actually. Oh, sorry. Do we think she, do we think that she's home right now? <laughs> hmm. You know, I really don't know. Um, you know, being an underground pirate, I never thought Captain Harper would be a good influence on Zog and Glob, so I've never really spoken to her all that much. So I don't really understand. I don't really know what she does every day. Yeah, actually, sorry. Do do we know her? Have we seen her? Like, what's our level of knowledge of her and her routine? The three of you think back to your previous interactions with Captain Harper. 
The the three of you have only really had passing conversations with her, but she has at least on one occasion shown up to one of Kia's classes. From your brief conversations with her, the three of you have been able to sort of deduce that at some point she was a sewer pirate, which is a pretty not totally uncommon, somewhat mythical occupation within the city. (laughs) Mythical? (laughs) And she usually goes about regaling tales of her times as a pirate. So she's no longer a pirate. She's a retired pirate. Yeah. Okay. So she'll be around. (laughs) But And we know that she's like, it's, we know that her past is, you know, probably at least somewhat shady. (laughs) Yeah. Mostly, like, definitely sort of shady, but also potentially exaggerated. Okay. Mm. I see. Yeah, is cool. the vibe that you get sometimes from her. Mm-hmm. You know that old Captain Harper, She's she came to one of my classes once, but those, you know, military types, they like to stick to their strict PT regimens. And she has, she has lots of old tales, but I can't imagine she'd be anywhere else other than sitting at home. Yeah, well, you know, I don't need Zog and Glob getting any ideas and getting involved in shady stuff, so I haven't really... I've taken care to not interact with Captain Harper all that much if I could help it. I, I hear her profession tends to run with quite a shady group of people. Certainly ones that I wouldn't dare be associated with. Amen, Vivian. Well, let's just go see if she's home and maybe maybe talking to some of these shady types is what we need to be doing right now. Hmm. Yes, well, what happened to Nova is nothing if not shady. So I completely agree. <laughs> Vivian gets off the couch and <laughs> rattles all the plastic again. <laughs> uh, uh, there, there's like that uncomfortable where it's like uh, like skin against <laughs> plastic. <laughs> like you've been sort of like sweating while you're sitting on mm-hmm. the plastic and now it's just like you're squeaking off of it. <laughs> the second Vivian gets off the plastic, I like... I get out like my cleaner spray and like spray and wipe down the plastic. <laughs> this is a very common occurrence. <laughs> Both Kia and Vivian have seen this before. We we roll our eyes collectively and begin to head towards the door. Everything needs to be perfect, okay? The three of you head over to Captain Harper's house. Outside you see that it's a pretty sturdy two-story house made of stone and wood the exterior has sort of like this weathered look to it and there's just these ropes and nets that dangle over the front porch little on nose don't you think girls (laughs) absolutely gauche Mm. like really just in your face like hey i was a pirate well you know everybody needs to be able to express themselves so if this is how captain harper speaks to the world who are we to judge no, I'm going to judge. This is distinctly against the code uh, that we agreed on in the Neighborhood Beautification Committee. <laughs> which, uh, which, 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 which team of flower were you on? I think I was Chrysanthemum. Team Chrysanthemum. Okay. Deborah, you do notice that she is Team Chrysanthemum. Well, I can't hate her entirely. At least she has the right idea about what flower should be displayed prominently in every front yard in our neighborhood. Vivian has... 
enough self-reflection to know that she probably shouldn't be taking point because her daughter, for the likes of the world, uh, just committed murder. But she can't help herself, so she goes over and <laughs> knocks on the door. Nice. Do we know Captain Harper's first name, or is it just Harper? <laughs> <laughs> it's first name Captain, second name Harper. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's Captain to you. Yeah. <laughs> The three of you hear some heavy footsteps come up to the door. And then as it opens, you see Captain Harper, who is a rather tall and statuesque human female. She stands at about 5 feet 10 inches and has a pretty strong and athletic build. She is a little bit closer to middle-aged. She has some weathered and sun-kissed skin and the occasional scar here and there. She has a rather square jawline and piercing blue eyes. Do you guys need to hear what her hair looks like? Well, I didn't before, but now that you mentioned it, I feel like I do. (laughs) Alright, she has some short-cropped hair that is dark brown and it's just sort of naturally tousled. Like, the wind in the sewer, blew her hair so often, it's just permanently stuck like that. <laughs> that could happen. <laughs> Vivian says, Hello, Captain Harper. I hope we're not interrupting anything, but we just had a few questions about what happened uh, the night before last. Is, is it okay if we come in? Where are they? <laughs> <laughs> Captain Harper says, What does she say? Uh, what... Let me try to do the sexiest pirate voice possible. Oh, I'm ready for it. Ooh. <laughs> mm. Hello, ladies. Wow. Wow. <laughs> mm. I turned I the AC back on. <laughs> How are... <laughs> Wait, why is this person not part of our group of friends? <laughs> you ladies doing today? Is this going to be all puns? <laughs> <laughs> For Patreon listeners, an extra two fifty-five will unlock three hours of Joey's personal Captain Harper ASMR. Only for <laughs> mm, yeah, and he will say your name if you pay extra. <laughs> we are and doing great. We should side huddle. We should have. Uh, we should have probably thought out what we were going to say. <laughs> Well, our friend was just murdered. Right. I think we can just ask questions as as if we are concerned about the safety of our community. Because we are. Right, yes. Did you kill Nova? Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Captain Captain Harper, you know, we're... You've been to one of my classes before. You know that that, that Deb and Vivi and I are very concerned with the welfare that Ambed and just with with the recent death of, of our friend our dear departed friend Nova and some of the other events that have been happening as of late we've decided to start something of a, a neighborhood watch committee just to try to keep a better eye out on, on the safety of all of our upstanding community members here and we know that you have a lot of experience uh, here in Emisteria Lane so we wanted to ask you if you'd seen or heard or experienced anything unusual over the past couple days of course no i totally understand please do come inside ladies she 
opens the door to allow the three of you in. We head to Captain Harper's den. Yeah. As you take a look inside, you see that the decorations in her home are practical and rather utilitarian. It's a very no-nonsense style. As she seats you guys, uh, as she seats you ladies in the main living area, you see that it's adorned with artifacts apparently from her time as an underground pirate. There's ship models, some compasses, and some maps. Uh, she heads into the kitchen, and she <clears throat> says, Could I get you ladies some rum? Oh my, how how bold. She's already pouring four cups. <laughs> it's been a while. Joey, how dusty are her baseboards? Do a perception check. <laughs> These are the perception checks that matter. <laughs> No, that's a one. All right, uh, <laughs> seven. You squint at the floorboards, and then just at that moment, there's like a beam of sunlight that hits, and it just blinds you. Mm. Oh my god, I love what you've done with your windows and your blinds. Ah, uh, yes. I I feel like I everybody could use some natural light. You know, having been an underground pirate for so long. Yeah, you know, I love. I just love the way the. The natural light in your house just reflects off of every possible surface. <laughs> well, I like to keep a tight ship, if you know what I mean. <laughs> R. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we, we definitely all know what you mean, and Deborah looks very confused. <laughs> she sits down and hands each of you guys a teacup filled with rum. What time is it? <laughs> <laughs> It's rum drinking time. I'm imagining it's like 10.30 a.m. <laughs> yeah, that, that's Probably. sort of about the time that I imagined, actually. <laughs> Deb will pretend a fake sip. Or, wait, what, no, she will fake sip her her rum, but make it look like she's real sipping. Vivian takes a swig. She, she's used to being a little addled on the job, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Deb hasn't drank alcohol since the night her husband mysteriously died. <laughs> Quote unquote, I'm mysterious. <laughs> Kia takes a healthy swig as well. Vivian and Kia, go ahead and do a constitution saving throw. Oh, you get plus three on saves. I remembered this from last time. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> 20, 23. It's a 14. The rum is sweet, but strong. It burns as the two of you drink it. Kia, you suffer no ill effects. For Vivian, it actually makes you a little bit bolder. Nice. <laughs> so go ahead and take a plus one for the next charisma check. Nice. Do it right now? Just uh, bank it. Ah, uh, okay. Just to know. Okay. The three of you take a look at Captain Harper. She sort of has like a dour look on her face. Like she's a little bit upset about something. You don't know what. She says, so how can I help you ladies today? Well... You know, we're all deeply, deeply upset and grieving over the loss of our dear friend, Nova. Rest in peace. And I guess we just wanted to ask, first off, if you've, you know, were you, have you interacted with Nova recently? Did anything seem off? Like, what, what, kind, what was your relationship with Nova? Well, I'm sorry to say, but I wasn't particularly close with Nova. Rest her soul. Rest her soul. R. Are... She looks a little bit distracted. Is everything okay, Captain Harper? 
Oh, yes. Sorry. She looks back to the three of you. Vivian says, I understand that you and Nova weren't particularly close, but we would clearly benefit from your keen insight. Have, Have you noticed anything odd going on right now in the neighborhood? Anything that would give you pause? Well, you see... Uh, there's some movement outside the house that apparently catches her eye, and she sort of stands up rather suddenly to go stand out the window. Is Are the blinds right, open? Captain? Can we see what she's <laughs> looking at? I, I scoff. <laughs> 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 she's very intently staring at the window. I murmur. We were having a conversation. Uh, sorry, could you... Uh, what, what was the question again? Have you noticed anything odd? Uh... Are you noticing anything right now? Like, I can't help but notice that your attention isn't fully on us and, and the matter at hand. Oh, sorry. It just... How about the three of you do an insight check? All right. Let's see how insightful that can be. I got a nat 20, but I have a minus one. So 19. <laughs> 18. I got a nat one plus two. So I got three. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> the, the light hits me again in the in the eye. <laughs> Permanently blinded from sun exposure. <laughs> like, I just love the natural light here. <laughs> Kia and Vivian, the two of you notice that there's just like this hot flash of pure, unadulterated jealousy on her face. And then she very quickly composes herself and then sits back down in the living room. Do we know if she typically lives alone? Is it, is it just her in the house? Yeah, go ahead and do a history check. <laughs> a neighborhood history check. Wow, Deb if only I was getting eyes. these rolls last time. I got a nat 20 again. 21. Damn. What the fuck? <laughs> she usually, yes, uh, lives alone. Does she have any known paramours? <laughs> or like, is it like she's a bachelorette living alone in this place? You have noticed, I guess, it... You sort of you've seen this before, but it it never really like occurred to you that much. But Celeste Kensington, who is the daughter of Miss Kensington, has been coming over on a pretty regular basis. Are we able to see what she's looking at outside? Yeah, if you guys want to look, you can look real fast. Sure. Vivian looks. All right, everybody, roll a perception check. All right. I think I get what's cool. I have a non-natural 20. I got a four. I'm so annoyed because I think I know what's going on now. <laughs> <laughs> Kia, Kia also rolled in that one, so not, not great. Yeah, uh, Kia and... <laughs> I like how the, th- the, the three of you guys won't be able to piece this together because each person has like separate information. <laughs> but um, Kia and Vivian, the two of you guys try to look outside and you guys are hit by that same sunbeam <laughs> that has been blinding the shit out of Deborah. Uh, Deborah, you like tuck and roll and dodge out of the way of the sunbeam and you look outside. So wait, I just like, from the couch or wherever I'm sitting, I tuck and roll. Action roll. Yeah, you roll over to the kitchen window and you look outside and you see Celeste. You see her head over to Professor O'Malley's house. She knocks on the door and heads inside. Mm. Ah, yes, Professor O'Malley. Temptation, addiction, and materialism. Mm -hmm. Hmm. 
I assume you tumble roll back to the living room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Unnoticed to literally everybody else except, I guess, my... No, because no, everybody was blinded. Um, <laughs> we're all just saying with the uh, angry Mario son that's just magically shifting his position to ensure we're yes. blinded at all times. So, unbeknownst to everybody else, I tumble roll back to the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Harper collects her thoughts for a moment and she says, No, I don't believe I've seen anything out of the ordinary. (laughs) (laughs) You are sure you are okay? Trying to use her language. (laughs) She says, Of course. Why would I not be? Mm, Right, Uh, of course. She, She has like a rather like mildly offended look as you ask this though she does get up and grab the rum bottle again to pour Vivian and Kia another teacup of rum <laughs> oh I had something I was gonna say oh can we can we talk while she's gone yeah you guys can do like a, a side aside yeah <laughs> girls she seems very interested in Celeste Kensington did you notice that Celeste was heading over to Professor O'Malley's place, which was what <laughs> I'm like remembering everybody's names, uh, which is what Harper was looking at when she got all flustered. I didn't. That that light was just so blinding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it did seem to me like she was pretty jealous or concerned. I, I really didn't see anything outside, but wasn't. Wasn't Professor O'Malley, wasn't he from your, your tarot reading? Something about betrayal and reading. lust. I mean, the, your, 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 you read us the book. I don't know much about right. the tarot stuff. But. Well, yes, he was listed as the, the devil, uh, which is associated with temptation, addiction, and materialism, according to Nova's notes. Vivian's starting to kind of piece it together a little bit, remembering that Harper's notes were defeat, loss, and betrayal. She says, I'm starting to remember that Celeste did come over here rather a lot. I mean, I I do strive to always ascertain the truth and not spread rumors, but is it possible that the two of them may may have been linked romantically and the betrayal that was spoken of wasn't necessarily anything that had to do with Nova at all? Mm, right. Well, you know, I hate rumors. Uh, I hate rumors more than anybody else, but yeah, that seems to be what's going on here. There seems to be some sort of triangle of love going on between Harper, O'Malley, and Celeste. I just don't get why everyone always always gets so jealous over these things. Like, <laughs> we're all just here to enjoy our time on this, this world of ours. Just be free. <laughs> Yes, men men will always let you down. This is true. They are incompetent and useless. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you just gotta let go of them in whatever way you can. Anyway, so I just don't understand how Charlotte could have gotten mixed up in this. I don't know either, but we have to get to the bottom of it. And I don't think we necessarily are going to get anything more about this here. As you say that, Captain Harper returns with another two teacups of rum and then just breaks down. Oh my. Uh, she says, oh my gosh, ladies, I I just don't know what I'm going to do. Our 
<laughs> what's, what's wrong, Captain? Oh, it's it's Celeste. I just, I like her so much, but before she was hanging out with Rob, and now she's going over to Professor O'Malley's place. I, I just don't know. Oh, you poor thing. That matey. That just sounds awful, and I, I give her a hug. Go ahead and roll a charisma check to see how awkward the hug is. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where's my charisma? These real-life key skills. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded pretty awkward over there, Mitchell. I don't know. <laughs> it's a 10. <laughs> my favorite number. <laughs> it, it's just average awkward. <laughs> Everybody feels very indifferent about it. <laughs> you give her a hug. She raises her teacup to cheers you guys <laughs> while sobbing uncontrollably. Kia prefers uh, drinking to whatever's happening right now, so she raises her glass as well. Out of respect, Deb will take an actual sip, but just one sip of the rum. <laughs> Vivian raises her glass. She cheers you guys, and she chugs it. <laughs> Oh my. <laughs> no one knows how no to handle this. No one knows what to say. <laughs> like, I wouldn't really know how to react like, to this in real life we just we, we all just like sort of slowly watch as she downs the entire glass of rum. <laughs> yeah, silence. <laughs> you know, uh, Harper, I mean, I've never really... Uh, that's exp- Captain Harper. Right, uh, Captain Harper. Our... Uh, <laughs> You know, Captain Harper, our, um, I've never really known what it's like to experience unrequited love because everything's gone pretty smoothly for me, but I, I understand that you're going through something pretty, pretty rough right now, and have you ever told Celeste how you felt? Oh, yes, I have. R? R. R? <laughs> I, I just couldn't believe that she would betray me like this. It must be quite a loss, and you must feel so defeated. <laughs> Yes, actually. How how did you know? Uh, just my intuition. Nova rolls around in her grave. <laughs> <laughs> I give her another awkward hug. <laughs> she continues. I-, I just don't understand what happened. First, she was hanging out with Rob down the street, and now she's just over at Professor O'Malley's all the time now. Like I I just I just don't understand. Maybe she wants somebody with a with a more stable career. Captain Harper sobs harder. <laughs> All right, everybody else can talk now. <laughs> Did the two of you experience a, a falling out of sorts? No, of, of course not. She just she hasn't been over recently and I can see her heading over to the professors. It's quite it's really quite unexplainable actually. I don't know what's going on. R. Well, Captain, you know, I always say there's there's no way to get over the harsh feelings of, of daily real like this than a bit of good old-fashioned exercise. Surely, yeah, with your with your prior career, you would understand. Yes, yes, of course. I just, you know, I, I want you to know that for the Tuesday night class, I'm always there for you. So we hope to see you back there very soon. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, yes, of course. Arl, <laughs> no, uh, In the meantime, we can just go over and talk to Professor O'Malley and maybe try to see what's going on. True, it, it could be a very benign interaction. Yes, and 
love triangles and unrequited feelings are just, you know, not good for the peace and security in the neighborhood. And as the ranking member of the Neighborhood Watch and Neighborhood Association, I just can't let that slide. Although, I know that it seems your feelings for Celeste are very, very real. And even though I don't necessarily believe in the sanctity of marriage anymore, I do want what? the best for you. No, don't worry <laughs> about it. Uh, so we'll we'll go talk to... <laughs> Professor O'Malley. <laughs> That's a promise. R. R. You <laughs> ladies are the best. I'm so sorry I haven't gotten a chance to get closer to with the three of you or the four of you. That's okay. Vivian takes one last sip and says, We <clears throat> are always here for you. Yo ho ho. You guys are so sweet. <laughs> episode has to be titled something like (laughs) (laughs) like are we being annoying (laughs) (laughs) because it's so awkward I absentmindedly take more sips of rum how about the three of you guys do constitution saving throws one more time constitution saving throws that's good that is 12 so not so good 22 19 we are all functioning alcoholics. Yeah. <laughs> As the three of you are taking these teacup-sized shots of rum, <laughs> we see, like, a brief montage of... <laughs> when you spell it out like that. <laughs> Kia doing shots after her workouts. <laughs> Deborah doing shots after sending the kids to school and Vivian doing shots at work after doing a newscast. Vivian and Deborah, the two of you are unaffected by the alcohol. Vivian, meanwhile, you get another plus one to charisma (laughs) check that you can bank. Nice. For, well, uh, for the next two charisma rolls, let's say. Sounds good. Maybe we should be drug addicts. (laughs) It's only benefited so far, so... Yeah. <laughs> well... <laughs> About time we s- be moving on from these parts. <laughs> I slapped my knee. Well... We'll look to get this resolved as soon as possible. We're, we're actually right about to head over there right now. I'm, and I'm sure this is all just a misunderstanding. Yes, we'll head over to the devil's nest of temptation, addiction, and materialism. Actually, Harper, I do have one last question. Yes, what is it? Um, now I know this might be sensitive for some of us here, but have you ever interacted at all with Vivian's daughter, Charlotte? Uh, no, I can't say that I have. I I do see that the kids like to hang out in Rob's garden. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was unaware of this. Yeah, he, he seems sort of grumpy at first, but once you get to know him, he's actually quite nice. Unlike this Professor O'Malley, who is a son of a bitch. Right, yeah, the devil himself. Or... or, or. R. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, I have to have a talk with this Rob, because, um, you know, I was unaware of this. Oh, he's he's harmless. He's harmless. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's harmless. Of course he is. A grown man who has children over unsupervised 
to hang out in a garden. Yeah, that's mm. he's he's probably it's probably fine. <laughs> he's an old gardener. What what could he possibly be up to? I slap my knees again. Well, <laughs> <laughs> time we be moseying on out of here, eh, girls? We'll be back to check in soon. Yeah. Captain Harper stands up to show the three of you guys out. She's still sobbing uncontrollably, <laughs> which is actually, it, it, it's even more uncomfortable by the fact that she's, how do I put this? Like, it's like seeing someone who would never cry, cry. Mm. Um, I pat her on the back. <laughs> there, there, there. I'll, I'll see you. I'll see you ladies later. It's been so nice having the three of you Ovar. <laughs> I, I pat her on the back there. There, there. And I leave. Kia leaves uh, an extra business card with the weekly schedule of classes on the back of it. <laughs> right next to where the, the like empty rum cups are at. So be sure to find it. Maybe consider getting some new blinds. Okay, bye. <laughs> the three of you head out. Well, I think that was pretty successful. Was it? I feel like we're no closer. We just no more gossip. I mean, that's <laughs> that's an achievement in and of itself. <laughs> I mean, I, I have to ask Vivian. Did you know that Charlotte was was hanging out at this this gardener's house? Of course not. I mean, that's why I think we should go over there immediately. I just didn't want to spend all that time hearing about her little love affair with Celeste. I mean, my daughter is in prison. I, of course, mm. I feel for the woman, but, but I have my priorities. Yeah, and love is a sham anyway, so... Um, what, uh... Joey, what do we know? What is the gossip, the neighborhood gossip on Celeste? Is, if there's any. Go ahead and do a history check. Another neighborhood history <laughs> check. I didn't think history gossip was going to be so important right? in, the, in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. <laughs> this, is like the, <laughs> this is like the one time this stat is like come up so frequently <laughs> that's a nat 20 Woo! all the tea plus zero <laughs> <laughs> how many 20s have we gotten so far I've this is the best i've rolled 20s. <laughs> yeah this is the first one i got all right you do know that celeste is very popular she at some point inherited her mother's love for parties and social events so she's a pretty regular at any like small to large sized gatherings in the neighborhood. She herself also hosts parties. Hmm. From what you've seen, she's she's very good looking. Alright, they're like elves, aren't they? She's a half elf. Alright. With the 20, you go a little bit farther. She's pretty charming and witty and outgoing. But beneath all of that, there's sort of this weight that you know that she carries that there's like the expectations of her families and the pressures of sort of you know like being part of this high society right very attuned to the gossip around the Kensingtons because I'm not a huge fan of the Kensingtons (laughs) Mm, well you know Celeste is Miss Popular you know she's always got her parties going on either she's at parties or she's hosting parties and she thinks she's so much better than the rest of us because she's good looking and charming and witty and outgoing. Um, but I know that she also, she seems stressed sometimes. That's what I know about Celeste. 
I mean, I don't think that she can be too stressed because Celeste is one of our best, most regular attendees at the yoga workshops for Wednesdays. So, <laughs> I mean, she's got to keep that fitness up for those good looks, and she's she's always around. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> Certainly sounds like she gets around. <laughs> <laughs> I high five Vivian. <laughs> <laughs> Did you high five yourself in the air, Mitchell? I I clapped. So I guess yeah. <laughs> it's kind of high five myself. Yeah. All right. Where do you guys want to go next? All right. Well, it sounds like we have a couple of options, right, ladies? We have Rob, who our kids are just hanging out with uh, without our knowledge. We have Professor O'Malley, and we have Celeste. I guess we. Could, well, I guess she's at O'Malley's place. I mean, maybe it'd be good to go to the professor's place now, since they're both together. It might be difficult to get people to tell their truth when they're together. They, they might, they, they probably won't want to look bad in front of each other. Just a thought. Well, we could always try to, and not that I'm advocating this, but we could always try to eavesdrop on what's going on over there. Mm. This is a matter of neighborhood security after all. Somebody died. Great point. I mean, I'm pretty quiet. I could try to sneak around the back. I I could go around the front, and you could go around the back, and we could see... We could both report what we find. Um, I wear heavy Just... armor, so... <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere <laughs> I go. I <laughs> probably would not be the best, <laughs> but... Wolf News just gives this out. <laughs> the heavy armored suits. Yeah, I, I wear a yeah. heavy armored pantsuit. <laughs> People don't take too kindly to journalists in this <laughs> society, so they need the armor for protection. Mm-hmm. So how about I sneak over to the front of Professor O'Malley's place and see what I can hear or see from there. Kia, why don't you do the same, but on the back? And Vivian, just hang out somewhere and try not to look suspicious. <laughs> Sounds reasonable. All right, I put my hand. I put my <laughs> hand out as <laughs> for our broken uh, secret hatching. <laughs> yeah, I'm like all right, neighborhood watch go. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the midst of our kind of hands in for the neighborhood watch, I clutch one of my pearls, and in doing so, kind of pink dust is released and swarms around the group casting us all in a pink light, and I bless my friends and wish them luck in their eavesdropping endeavors. As the, as the three of you guys hands in, there's like a sprinkle of pink dust over Kia and Deborah. Twinkle, twinkle. <laughs> I feel hashtag blessed. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. I go into stealth mode. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and roll a stealth check. Stealthy stealth. Where are you going exactly? So I'm going to the like the front of the house, because West said he would go around the back. Okay. There's a 15. You sneak up to the front of the house, and you peer in through the dining room window. There's no one here. Hmm. Wes, what do you want to do? I attempt to go around the back of the house if there's any kind of like garden or trees or hedgerows or something that might better conceal my approach. I try to take advantage of those. Yeah. Also, roll a sneak check. 
That is a 23. Yeah. You hide perfectly, and you also peer in one of the windows from the back. On the first floor, you also see nothing. If you guys, if either of you guys want to listen or perceive further, then go ahead and roll a perception check. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's probably the best course of action for me. <laughs> also, I like to imagine that there's this, there's this scene where the three of you are like hands in, hands out, and then like Deborah like tumble, like tumble rolls away, and then, like, <laughs> he also tumble rolls away, and then like jumps like just ninja jumps over like a fence, and then like jumps over another fence and like lands in the backyard. Yeah, Joey, it's desperate housewife. Right? Yes. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> see perception that is an 18 14 for me kia you don't really notice anything deborah you notice that there's some sort of thumping around upstairs (laughs) hmm intriguing (laughs) hmm there's some debauchery happening some sinfulness and then you see professor o'malley come downstairs and make himself a cup of coffee. What a what is the state of Professor O'Bailey? <laughs> Given that he was half undressed earlier, he is still half undressed now. <laughs> Does he look like winded or anything? Is his hair all messed up? Is he sweaty? <laughs> Do an investigate check. <laughs> oh yes. This is exactly what I was hoping the neighborhood watch would would find. <laughs> Investigation yields a fifteen. His hair is mildly tousled. Hmm. I continue to watch him sneakily. There's a couple of times where he glances out the window in your direction. I make sure to to try to duck out of the way when he does that. He doesn't really do all that much else. He just sort of makes himself a sandwich and then lounges around. So it's just him, though. Yep. Hmm. But I'm pretty sure I saw Celeste come over here before. Yep. Intriguing. Alright. I report back to Vivian. Tumble roll, tumble roll, tumble roll. <laughs> yeah, I tumble roll back. Well, I think there I think some shall we say unsavory activity was happening over there at Professor O'Malley's place. What do you mean? Well, I heard some very suspicious thumping noises and Professor O'Malley came downstairs and you know, his hair was all askew. He was half-dressed, but that's not unusual for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, giving a bad name to the, our neighborhood. but um, And, you know, looked slightly winded. Uh, no sign of Celeste, though. Odd. He sort of lounged around, which, yeah, I, I don't know. It's sort of odd that he would just lounge around, I guess. Well, let's wait to hear from Kia. I'm sure she has seen more. I'm still just sort of in the back, listening, looking, not really seeing anything. I will, I will just have a, a, seeing nothing going on in the house, I'll just have a, a brief look around the garden. You take a look around his garden. It's a peaceful oasis filled with exotic plants. There's like a little small pond with a wooden bridge over it that just is like purely decorative. And a greenhouse for apparently botanical experiments. I, I'll... I'll take a gander inside the greenhouse you head inside the greenhouse you take a look around and you see that it's just rows of plants it's it's pretty small greenhouse it's not like industrial sized do i notice anything that looks unusual 
or unnatural, I guess. Go ahead and do a investigate check. Fifteen. You take a look around the greenhouse and you see that all of the plants are perfectly grown. There's nothing illegal here or illicit, but it does strike you as sort of peculiar that all these plants are the exact same size and like at full productivity, if that makes sense. I know Kai, that useless scumbag. If there's one thing he can do right, it's it's all this bio stuff. And it, it's they lose so much of every crop, but it's rare to see something like this where everything is grown perfectly. I decide to uh, to sneak my way back out of the garden and try to reunite with my compatriots. Yeah, the three of you meet up. <clears throat> Kia, um, what's up? <laughs> well, so like I didn't. See see the professor or celeste or hear anything but i just felt i felt really at peace in the garden back there and so i enjoyed spending a bit of time there i noticed though that like the greenhouse that the professor uses all the plants they're they're too perfect you know part of part of nature's beauty is the the diversity and the, just the differences that we all have, but everything there was just, it was like like a perfect cookie cutter copy of everything else. So you're saying it looked amazing. It looked amazing, but but also kind of off. Like maybe, maybe he knows something that, that other people don't about growing plants. Does his research involve plants? <laughs> That's true. What, what kind of professor is Professor O'Malley? Yeah, is, he, is he a botanist? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and do a his, another neighborhood, <laughs> neighborhood history check. We all think about really hard. This is basically like a rumor six. gossip check. <laughs> yeah. I also got a six. It's another 15 <laughs> for me. Deborah and Vivian, the two of you are just like, I don't know. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Kia, however, you recall a rather specific passing conversation with Professor O'Malley in which you realize that his specialty is actually magical artifacts. No, I don't think I don't think he has anything to do with, with botany or plants or stuff like that. I mean, I'm sure Kai would know him better if he did. I, I think I heard him say he works on like magical artifacts or something like that. Hmm. Odd that such a hobby would be so well-maintained. Mm, that's also odd. I don't think there are a lot of specialists nowadays in magical artifacts, considering that magic is technology. <laughs> and I wink at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> well, didn't, something, didn't, didn't Captain Harper say something about Celeste having spent more time with, with Rob the gardener before... She started going over to Professor O'Malley's house. I mean, do we know if, if the professor and, and Rob are friends? Maybe he comes over and works on the greenhouse. I don't know. That's true. Maybe they have some sort of garden conspiracy. <laughs> and I don't like conspiracies in my neighborhood, I've decided. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you sure seem to care a lot about those chrysanthemums. <laughs> well, well yeah, that was something we all agreed on as part of the neighborhood beautification committee association whatever it's called so i guess our options are either to go to rob or to talk to 
Professor O'Malley directly. Well, we're already here. That's true. It, it also might behoove us to see if Celeste is indeed in the house. I, I mean, from what it sounds like, neither of you saw her leave, correct? I didn't see her leave. I saw her enter. And I saw O'Malley come downstairs. But I did not see Celeste come downstairs. So yes. Unless she left some other way that I didn't see. She didn't come out the back while I was there. Hmm. Let's go talk to Professor O'Malley, if you agree. Agreed. We wouldn't be doing our job as part of the neighborhood watch if we didn't. That's right. <laughs> this job that we created for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> that we now take very, very seriously. <laughs> this is all I care about now. <laughs> all right. I go knock on the professor's door. The three of you head over to Professor O'Malley's door. Ding dong. Uh, and you ring the door, the magical doorbell. I was going to say, I ring the Magitech doorbell. <laughs> it's a press a digitation because it make doesn't press a digitation do a uh, like a noise? I think it does, like a faint noise or something like that. Oh my faint, god, faint musical notes. Oh my god, that's exactly what a doorbell is. So <laughs> <laughs> I press the press a digitation button on his door, and it's like ding dong. <laughs> The three of you ring Professor O'Malley's doorbell. We see a shot of him suddenly sit up half naked from the couch. We see him do the sneak walk to the door to see who is knocking. And he peeps through the peephole, seeing the three of you. How about the three of you do perception checks? I almost put my dice away. That is a 23. 17. Four. Vivian and Deborah, the two of you, are able to deduce that he's literally just on the opposite side of the door. <laughs> he does not answer it and begins <laughs> to slink away, leaving the three of you guys outside. This is Joey, your mostly adequate dungeon master. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Adequately Advanced Magic. If you're enjoying our little Desperate Orcish Housewives arc, please do share it with friends and family. It would mean a lot to us. Join us next time as Deb, Vivian, and Kia investigate yet another neighbor.